sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Right now, we hopefully have Christy. Now, do I press phone? We haven't got her yet. Oh, no, we haven't got. So, Crispy, this is your moment for your magical moments. Now, uh, while we're waiting, we are going to let you know, um, I think we've got the answer here for the uh, competition. Uh, do we, Renata? We yeah, have we've got a few answers there. We've got a few. Um, we've got the, oh, oh, so many buttons to press. Thirteen. Uh, sorry, it's the Thursday, the fifteenth of November, nineteen eighty-four. Uh, release date of the Ghostbusters movie was uh, the eighth of June. So, Renata, what's the story that we seem to have two numbers? Yes, because one is. Um, you can talk into my microphone. I don't mind. Okay, one is the release date for America, and the other one is the release date for Australia. Ah, okay. So we've got some people who have given us both. So we will pick someone very randomly. We'll spin the text messages and see what we get. Now, Renata's still frantically trying to get Crispy on. Uh, Maybe she can send us a text message. All right, what else have we got? We've got uh, 8th of June. We've got... The uh, according to Wikipedia, it was the seventh of June. We got dates everywhere, um, and thank you so much to Pippa also for sending through that message about the uh, proof of the UFOs coming to Earth. Um, do we have Christy yet? Not yet. Oh, that's okay. Well, that she keeps picking up the phone and hoping for something, and then she'll start talking. This is the joy of live radio, everyone. Um, so, Renata. Yeah. Are we going to talk to Christy or are we going to uh, just ditch that and go to something else? <laughs> uh, all right. Now, I've got a little story here. But oh, that the, um, I can tell you the place that we went to, um, it was a... Um, Oh, what do you call the hospital for the respiration when they tuberculosis? It was a tuberculosis hospital, and uh, they do have issues with ghost hunters going up there and breaking in. Right now, they've got the whole place completely walled off, so you can't get in. And um, we we do have to respect that because if something happens to you when they're when you're on their property illegal illegally, all hell breaks loose. So. Guys, respect the rules and the regulations of what happens, uh, and we will hopefully get access to more locations. Okay. I'll put you on now. Oh, here she is. We've got her. It's going to have to be real quick. <laughs> Can I put her on phone? Hey, Christy. Hello. Oh, hallelujah. I'm, oh. I'm filling, filling, filling. You've got uh, ah. two minutes. Go for it. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Hello. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Oh, wow. So, Spells and Spirits, we have a prize to be won <gasps> tonight. Another one. <sighs> so, we've got a pack of Spells and Spirits new psychic tea blend and Ooh. a back off spray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you changed a vowel there from the E I, to... Yeah. Channeling from New Zealander there. Oh, I can't fuck um, off. But yeah. I have to. I have to say that spray works a charm. It does. It is very, very good. It's surprising yeah. how well it works. If you would like to win some, you need to text an answer to Anne and Renata. So my mum and I had lunch at the cemetery um, 
on Thursday. And the question is, what bird came and joined us for lunch that day? And I'll give you a hint. It's on the Selden Spirits Facebook page. So oh, I like text it. Text in the answer. I and like you it. you shall win. Oh, I but, remember. I remember. I remember yeah. seeing the picture. I'm not going to say, though, because I'm a good girl. That's right. Well, as it is Halloween, it's the most magical time of the year. Um, I actually woke up early this morning, and I actually um, had to work today, so... I thought it best that I have a big cup of psychic tea and do a 30-minute past-life regression. Um, That's what I really felt drawn to do this morning. So, And I actually received a really important message um, from one of my past lives, which was um, I was a man in 1600 Germany. Oh. And, um, And my message was to build a stronger bond with my German heritage. Now, for those people who know me, you know that I am like Shrey, Hello Kitty. (laughs) I never even thought about my German heritage, which is, you know, about a fifth or more of my heritage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was something given me to explore. But anyway, let's talk of things about herbs. So when we talk about herbs, and I'm going to talk about my psychic tea, now before we all go thinking about, you know, long-haired hippies, peace out men, and, you know, we try and regrow our 70s bush after all of this year's <laughs> lasering. Hashtag what, sacred what, bush. Uh, um, 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 which bush are you talking about? Oh, I know what the, she's talking the about. The triangle 70s bush. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everyone thinks herbs tripping off your head and things like that, but no, psychic tea is actually very different and it's very subtle. Um, so when we use our tea, we're using it, you know, to we're using nature to help deepen our psychic abilities and to make a clearer and stronger connection. So psychic tea ingredients, mugwort, which is a great one for visions, for being, you know, well known as a psychic herb, it's been used since the tenth century to promote lucid dreaming and visualization. That's good to take before bed for meditation or if you're actually preparing to do some psychic work yourself. We've got chamomile in there, which is a great herb for relaxing the mind and has protective properties. So a great way to quiet the monkey mind and allow yourself to relax that group of the control part of your mind because that's what holds us back from going deep into our more subconscious and energetic connections. And it's got peppermint in there, which is great for clearing the senses. So it actually allows you to open up stronger connections for your third eye. I love Ooh. peppermint tea. I do. It's one of my fives. It's very good so for settling the stomach. Mm. So we've got peppermint, mugwort and chamomile in a psychic tea blend. So we've got a bag of that up for grabs tonight with your feck off. Oh, right. you are so generous, awesome. Crispy. Thank you. And the question was, you were at the cemetery having a, um ancestral lunch and there was yeah. a bird that joined you. And you can find the answer on Spells and Spirits page on Facebook. And while you're there, make sure you like the page. Yeah. Now, we have to bolt to a song because we've got a huge interview coming up that we did with Tony Rotonda. Uh, and her story will blow your mind. But not long after that, we have Bill Chapel as well. So we've got so much coming up. Christy, thank you for joining thank us. You, we'll Christy. let you know who wins the prize and thank you for your generous offer of the prize. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, gorgeous. So, Renata, did you quickly pick who was the person yes. that had won the uh, the Ghostbusters? Yes, the winner is Deborah Ann. Deborah Ann, congratulations. We'll get your address off you. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Ann and Renata. 
Welcome back to Spooky Sundays, everyone. I'm now here with not only Renata, but we've got the gorgeous Tony Rotunda from the Buckland Buckland Museum Museum of Witchcraft and and something else. What was it? Magic. Magic. Oh, how are you, Tony? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you. So many issues with audio. The gremlins were in the system. We've blamed husbands. We've blamed pixies. We've blamed elves. But we're back. So we were talking to you before we got really interrupted by the lack of internet about Halloween and how in Australia it's not celebrated the way that it is in America. And we, we love seeing how America celebrate I would love to be in America during a Halloween season it would be so joyous so tell us about tell us about it from where you are yeah. from your perspective what does and Halloween what mean to you yeah well I I like to view I, I view Halloween it's a whole season for me I like to think of uh Halloween or Samhain you know whatever you prefer like most people do Christmas it's very exciting I love it so here the leaves on the trees are, I have the huge oak tree in the backyard and the leaves oh. are turning golden reds and browns and they're, and they're falling and there's this crispness in the air. Um, I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you get that? Like the, the fall, the beginning of fall season there? No. <laughs> No, 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 you don't know. To heat up. Like Everything when, starts to get hot. <laughs> there's a chill, and you, the wind blows, and it's blowing the leaves down the street. It's oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, there is um, a huge, like I said, a huge oak tree in my backyard. And around this time, from now to the middle of November, for some reason, the crows all like to come and hang out in my oak tree in the back. Oh, so, wow. And sometimes there are hundreds of them and I just go pull up a chair and I sit out and I just listen and they're loud and, and, uh, and they, they fly off and I don't know what they're talking about. It's just like this big party that they have every year and they come in my backyard and hang out. So it's It's pretty exciting. It's exciting. And do you get dressing up and coming around trick or treating? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In my particular neighborhood, it's it's really, really big for that. And I I think that's probably why I love the season so much is, you know, we did that as a kid. Um, Actually, it was kind of my mom saying my mom was she kicked us out of the house and forced us to go. So so (laughs) around here, they call it beggars night, but it's trick or treating. Oh, wow. Wow. That's interesting. Beggars, Beggars night. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of fun. I grew up with it. Not so much on my dad's side, but my mother was really, really big into Halloween. Now, I um, most people find this odd is I'm not um, I'm not a real huge fan of like spooky or like scary. I like the fun, scary and the fun, spooky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I've watched um, a few of your your ghost hunters react and I really, I got to watch it with my hands over my face so that I can't see because inevitably there is going to be an exorcist scene and yes. that ruins my day for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. 
I cannot do scary. And most people think that's really, really odd about me because of what I'm involved in. So, you know, that's a little bit like me and and not being able to handle really dark places. I don't like the dark. I don't like the dark. And yet I'm a, a ghost hunter, paranormal investigator. We're supposed to creep around in the dark. I don't like the dark, but that's also because I had really scary, scary dreams and and things happened when I was a kid and it just terrified me. Yeah, me too. Me too. I call it the curse. I call it the curse. I wish I didn't have it, but I do. And, and it started when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't quite know what was happening and I wish I had someone in my life that could help me or teach me. Yeah. Thankfully, I was not hearing voices. I was not, but I was seeing things yeah. that I could explain. I get you. Wow. And that started when I was a kid. I was, you know, and I just, I really, um, it was a, a third eye thing, a subliminal picture that would pop in my head and it would be someone that was standing in my room or something. Cause sometimes it was not human. Yes. Um, things that uh, I just couldn't explain. So I just, I just imagined that it was probably something that I had seen in a movie or, and somehow I was projecting it into my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that helped. And so I just, that's how I explained it. Yeah. Until. I feel so lucky I had to go through that. Did you, did you have to do that too? Is that what happened? I, I had um, things that I'd see that terrify me, but I think I shut myself down. Yeah. As a I kid, to, you have to. Yeah. I used to scream. Um, mm. My mother would come running in. I'd have to have the um, hall light on all the time. I could not sleep without light, which is quite interesting. Um, so, yeah. But you had some juicy, juicy gossip. Or oh, juicy, juicy story or story something to you were going us. to tell us about. Um, Am I allowed to cuss on this show? Oh, yes, you are. Absolutely. (laughs) You know us. (laughs) It involves a little cussing because I was really excited. So, yeah, I, as a a child, I would see these things and uh, they would just be subliminal images that would pop up really, really quickly. And, you know, I have wonderful friends who have a gift that when they see people, they're usually people that have crossed over and come back and have these wonderful messages and they're beautiful and it's great grandma Tilly and she wants to talk to you about her pumpkin pie or whatever, you know. (laughs) I don't have that. For me, it's different. For me, it's the things that I see uh, have not crossed over. These spirits, the people that I see, are people that have not crossed into the light. They are people that are earthbound that are stuck here. It took a, it's taken a long, long time for me to figure that out. Um, the help of many, many, many other psychic mediums that have been in my life that have helped me decipher what these things are. Because uh, again, I was just convincing myself that this Victorian lady that's standing over here is just probably somebody that I watched in a movie, and for some reason. She's in my head today. Yeah. So it took a long time. And um, I I renovate old houses. And with that comes stuff when you're working on old houses. Yep. And I was, this was a few years ago. So now I need your help on this because I, I'm still 
still don't know what this was. And I've seen a lot of strange things. So I don't know if you remember, um, this is embarrassing. Uh, do you remember those books, 50 Shades of Grey? Yes. Yes, I've read them. <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 So this I'll is- admit it. We've seen the movies. I'll I admit it. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, so I'm renovating this old house and uh, it's a quite a big project and I'm spending lots of hours there. So I decide, you know, I'm here until 10, 11 o'clock at night and eight o'clock in the morning. I might as well get a bed and just spend the night here. I mean, yeah. I have everything there. Yeah. The only thing I didn't have is I didn't have cable. I didn't have the internet. I didn't have any of that. I had none of that. I thought, well, this is a good time for me to catch up on all the reading that I need to do. This will be nice. I'll go to bed and I'll read a book because I got, you know, I got stacks of books everywhere. I know you do too. Yeah. (laughs) All these books we got to get to. So somebody gives me a set of those books and I look at them and I'm like, oh, there's three of them. Ah. So now I'm invested in reading three of these books. So I am in bed, very first night that I'm sleeping there. And it's this really small, uncomfortable little bed. But I'm trying to make the most of it. I got a little lamp and and I'm laying on my side and I'm reading. And I'm reading the part in this book where he like introduces her to this room that he has and he's showing her all the gadgets. Do you remember? It's like, yes, um, yes. And I'm, I'm thinking, who would do this? Who would do, like, so I'm trying to imagine, trying to visualize what all these things look like in this book and, and what, what woman in their right mind, whatever, whatever, it's not my thing. So I'm laying on my side trying to visualize this particular scene when all of a sudden in my third eye, you know, the subliminal part, I see these hands coming at me and they're behind me. So I'm, I am laying on my left side and they are coming up over my right side and they are these long bony white fingers with these long nails and they're wiggling (laughs) they're wiggling and i'm thinking about like these whips and these chains and these handcuffs (laughs) and i see these hands coming at me and i put the book down and i go what the hell was that i was that was that was weird what was that what was that i thought well whatever whatever So I put the book up again and I start reading it and I hear this voice and the voice says, there you are. I've been waiting for you. And I see, uh, oh, I just got goosebumps. goosebumps. I see this head. It was this, it was a woman. It clearly, she looked female. She had this large white like bulbous head with these veins and little tufts of white hair. And she's coming up over the side of the bed with these hands. And she has this big gonzo. Do you guys, I say gonzo, but you probably don't know the Muppets. So it's like this, you know the Muppets. Okay. So like this gonzo shaped nose that was like this hooked nose. 
And she came up over the bed and says, you know, there you are. I've been waiting for you. Where have you been? And I turn over as fast as I could, pardon my French, and I go, what the f <laughs> And I turn over and she, she jumps back in my head and she says, who are you? You're not supposed to be here. Oh. And I threw my leg over the bed and I stood up and I said, you need to get the f out of here. And I said, I'm sorry, I pardon my French, but that's what it was. And I get up and now clearly in my room, I can't see anything, but I can see her in my head. Yeah. And this, but in my room, in my room, I see the silhouette of a shape in my room. I could see through it, but it was, you know, you've seen it. It was a, a shadow shape of a figure and I could see through it. It was transparent. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I say, you need to get out of here, it lifts up in the air and it shatters and it's gone. Wow. It's gone. So now I'm standing there going, what? Am I losing my mind? Am I nuts? Did I just, you know, the doubt. So I, I sit back on the bed and I lay down and I look up at the ceiling and I remembered this bedroom was the little boy's room. And I remember because I had to get up on a ladder and scrape all the superhero stickers off of the ceiling. Yeah. And I, and then I was just enraged because whatever this was, was waiting for that little boy to come back to, to scare him, to oh, attack oh, him, to grab whatever he was doing. And yeah. then I was really, really angry. And I remembered my niece when she was a little girl, she was terrified to sleep in her bedroom because she said the witch would come out of her closet at night. Now we've all, always heard the proverbial monster under the bed, witch in yes. the closet, whatever comes out at night. And I just thought, you have got to be kidding me. This thing was waiting for this little kid. Now, these people had been gone out of this house for six months. I had spent a lot, you know, long, long time renovating this house. So this thing has been waiting around for this little boy to come back to attack him. Now, this was a rental property that I had. So my first, the very first thing I did the next morning was call my, my tenants, my ex-tenants and asked in a way that wouldn't make me sound like a nut. <laughs> uh, did, uh, Hey, did your son sleep in that back bedroom? And that's a weird question. And uh, he was like, yeah, why? I said, did he ever have any problems? He's like, what do you mean? Like, and how do you ask? How do you ask? Yeah. yeah. I said, okay, so this is a weird question, but did he ever have problems sleeping in that room? Did he ever feel anything in particular? And he said, yeah, all the time. And this, this reminded me of what you just said about leaving the light on. Um, they said that they had to leave lights on for him to be able to sleep in that room. Yeah. But every once in a great blue moon, he would run into their bedroom and he'd be crying because he said that something was trying to get to him. Something was yeah. trying to attack him. Yeah. Wow. So Holy that, God. I know it's scary. It's not like the normal 
oh, this guy, you know, it's not the normal people that I have to deal with that have, a lot of times I, I help them cross over because they're lost. But um, this was very different. This obviously was very different. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sometimes a, it's a, a creation of the adults, not the, um, so the living adults, depending mm-hmm. on what trauma they've been through. So these things can, um, because I'm just thinking about my own um, reality and uh, these things can be brought on by trauma that is within the family, but that they have in some subconscious way detached it from themselves and it's a living thing that exists within the house. So it could be something even to do with the the parents that um, they something that they lived through and now it, it sort of exists um yeah so because they push it away and don't deal with it so they'd sort of um separate from themselves yeah yeah because when when I think of of my early childhood there's there was no reason for me to have uh anything sort of attacking me or anything but my both my parents lived through the war um and so they were traumatized with things that occurred to them during the war and I and I often think that these these visions and these horrific things that I went through um were something that um existed because of what they went through so yeah interesting thank you so much for sharing that story with us Tony that was just that's a good halloween story and I'm, I'm, it's it's true yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah, it was uh oh the voice was who are you? You're not supposed to be here. It's yeah. like what? Yeah, it was terrible. I don't know, I've never seen anything like it. And she's never been back. So she scared the shit out of me and I scared the shit out of her. <laughs> oh, I love it. Look so, thank you. After that, I, I got internet and I put the books down and I just watched it. Go to bed. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on Spooky Sundays. Everyone is going to absolutely adore that story. And uh, we'd like to wish you a happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. And our, our joy would be to actually meet you face to face soon. Um, and come into the museum and have a, uh, a few hours in there um, with you. I am lucky enough to be speaking to the Mr. Bill Chapel, who is very well known for his, uh, well, gadgets, we could call them, in Ghost Adventures. So everyone, say hello to Bill Chapel. Hi, Bill. How are you? Oh, and I'm wonderful. And it's just, uh, it's great to be with you and your audience. Oh, thank you so much for saying yes to this. I can't tell you how excited I was when you said yes. I was actually excited when somebody said yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you are really well known for working with the guys from Ghost Adventures and you've created Mm -hmm. some of the most creative gadgets, um, as we like to call them. We should call them scientific tools, I suppose, (laughs) for the ghost hunting industry. Now, which which one's your most favourite? Oh my God! You know, probably the paranormal clock. That's actually, you know, I started building things probably about around 2000, and the paranormal clock actually came out before the marvelous, and I think that's probably my my favorite piece of equipment. And I actually do have one. Oh, good. Well, it's more data driven than the marvelous and some of the other things, and I just like being able to see an entire 
data set when I'm doing like an ITC session or just just uh, monitoring the room. It's been really interesting results with them. Um, sometimes they can be completely off, but sometimes it just blows my mind, the, the sequence uh-huh. of words that you can get. But we're actually not here to talk about that today. We're, we're here to... Oh, okay. We're, I'm not going to annoy you about the ovulus because I know how much you love the fan mail you get about the ovulus. We're here to talk about Halloween. Now, Halloween is not, okay. it's not a big thing here in Australia. It's, um, it's just starting to kick off. And, of course, mm-hmm. it's actually completely the wrong season for Halloween here because it's all meant to be about the harvest and going right. into winter. But uh, we're actually heading into summer. So what's your favourite thing about Halloween? Let's start there. Gosh, I think, you know, I'm in my 60s, so as an adult, um, yeah, I don't do a lot with Halloween these days. Now, as a child, I think it was one of my favorites because there was a lot of anticipation around it, not just for the costumes and pageantry, but uh, candy and, and just getting out <laughs> with your friends and running around. And you know, I remember that growing up. I remember when I was a child, we'd go out on Halloween and everybody would be dressed in costumes and it was hundreds and hundreds of kids walking around in Nikki. Yeah, unfortunately, wow. as things have changed in the U.S., uh, I think we've just become uh, too risk adverse. Um, you know that that's changed quite a bit. And as I became an adult, we didn't see you know you, you wouldn't see hundreds of kids like I remember when I was a child. It would just be groups of ten or fifteen wandering around the neighborhood and that kind of thing. But it's always been something that I always like. There's been a mystique around it, you know. It's actually a Wiccan uh, practice. So all Hallows eating. There's a Mexican tradition about it too, and basically, it's a day to honor the dead. So, yeah. um, you know, I guess that kind of fits into the kind of things we play around with. But uh, you know, as far as holiday, um, yeah, it, 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 it's one of my favorite. But it's how do I say it? You know, it's kind of like Christmas. You know, the the thrill is gone. And I want you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And did you um, <laughs> did you live in suburbia and, and dress up your house? You know, it wasn't that popular when I was a kid. Now it's it's insane. I would I would say more people decorate for Halloween in the United States than they do for Christmas. And you'll drive in neighborhoods and stuff, and you'll see they've got, you know, like haunted house dressing on the front and lighting effects and all kinds of crazy things. And I think it's probably more popular in terms of for decorating and buying uh, just different things to, to celebrate the holiday. I think it's, it's actually rivaling Christmas in a lot of yeah. respects as far as I would say the participation. I know that I get more excited about October now than I do December. I, I really love the fact that the Halloween decorations, and we've been in lockdown now for months, and we were worried we weren't going to see the Halloween stuff come into the store, but we got released last week, so I've already been out and bought up. I've got dinner sets and coffee <laughs> mugs, and I've just bought some tinsel to put all over my ghost car, which you got to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hit a curb, if I remember. Yeah, that. you did. You, well, it was a bit scary, because I've done roundabouts um, in America. You don't think you call them roundabouts in America. What do you call them? Uh-huh. 
you know, the, the oh, roundabout, yes, yeah, the roundabout. Um, and I having to go onto a roundabout the wrong way is terrifying. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've been there, done that. I understand why you might have hit the curb a little bit, but we thought it was hilarious at the time. <laughs> Um, now, oh, are you still doing stuff with Ghost Adventures? You know, I, I shot last Halloween's episode with him. And I did the uh, Tiger King episode. But, oh yes. Uh, since I retired and I live out on the ranch, I'm you know I'm five hours from a major airport, so I haven't done that much with him. I still talk with most of guys every couple of months, but. Uh, I haven't had a lot to do with the show lately. And I remember in that episode you had some um, piping that you put through the pond. I remember and that's where the bodies were meant to be dumped uh-huh. so the alligators could eat them. Or are they alligators or crocodiles? I'm not sure. Um, um, yeah, I think crocodiles. Yeah. yeah. And you you got some very interesting sounds that were coming out of that as well. Yeah, that I just love your yeah, creativity. Yeah. Um, now, do you have <laughs> do you, you have any advice for people who are out there who are wanting to explore what uh, paranormal devices? You know, to to try and find evidence. What's your advice for, for people who are looking at creating devices to contact the other side? Well, I think that's something that you have to be. Sensible. You start out with what you understand, and then build on that type of thing. It just takes a. I think it, it, it just takes a measure of crazy uh, <laughs> the ability to, to want to try and try something different. You know, the one thing I, I'll say that uh, over the years is that I'm constantly amazed at what actually will work, and mm. especially when you start talking about you know ITC and that type of thing that. Uh, you know, you'll fall into that, just a, a crazy type of thing where literally I always tell people, I, I think you could do it with, you know, clothespins and marshmallows. <laughs> you could figure out a way that that would make communication. So um, I would just tell people, that, you know, don't be afraid. And, uh, and and yes, you will fail. Not everything you do will work. I'd say about 99% will won't. But that shouldn't be a deterrent. It should be something to excite you because the, the next thing you do, might be the one that works. Yeah, and for everything that fails, yeah. it means you've learned something. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You spend a lot of money and wasted a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of ghost hunters out there that bag the, the um, ITC work and say how horrible it is. But I said, I keep saying to people, we don't have the answers yet, so why not keep trying and see what happens? Because I know that I've had astounding right. evidence. Well, it's something that, you know, Anne, you've been doing this for a long time. I have too. And... I think so many times I'll find people that they'll, they'll make their mind up that it couldn't possibly happen. Mm. So we're all foolish for trying. But that's also the same kind of person that first time you send them down and they actually get an EVP, it creeps them out so bad they can't sleep for a week. So. <laughs> yeah, once you, you find that there is something going on out there, it does it blows your mind just a little bit. And I know that... Um, uh, I, I call it uh, well. We'll won't use the swear word. I'll say mind feck. It's um. It really messes uh-huh. you up. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, do you have any last messages you want to pass on to us, Bill? Well, actually, I do. Uh, in 2022, I'm going to change the way I've been doing everything. So, most people will find out that I'm going to start open sourcing a lot of the equipment I've built over the last 20 years. 
So especially if you know somebody that's looking to build something, mm-hmm. uh, follow me on Twitter. Look for, I've got a new site that'll be coming up. And I'm going to try and put out a project a month where I'll, I'll do the entire layout. I'll do the case design, the circuit board, the software, the firmware. And uh, I'm just going to open it up and give it out to everybody. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Oh, Bill, that oh, everyone is going to be so excited about that. I'm, I'm not, it's been announced on Spooky Sundays. I like it even better. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And it's You'll be able to announce it before I can announce it in the U.S. I put out some things on Twitter that say that I'm, I'm going to start doing that next year and uh, we're working on getting the website up and things now. Because, you know, I think everybody gets to some point where I love to work, but I don't want to work that much. Yeah. And, and I love to build the stuff, but I, I don't want to build hundreds of them. And I, I don't want to hire, you know, with the pandemic, if one thing is, taught me is that shipping has become a bigger nightmare than it used to be yeah and i don't know about parts on your end of the, the uh, planet but you know logistics for for getting just the simplest components right now is a nightmare yeah so i think it's going to be time to, to uh, do something a little different well i love that you're pivoting and uh the ghost hunting community is going to love that you're uh sharing all this knowledge and uh the equipment and I, I can't wait to see what happens next now when people have access to to all this amazing technology that you've developed. Bill, thank you so oh, cool. much for coming on to Absolutely. our show. And I want to wish you a happy Halloween. And uh, I will keep that promise and we will come and visit you one day. Absolutely. As soon as they let you <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Bill Chappell, for joining us on Spooky Sundays. Can you believe what Bill just said in that interview? Do you understand what he said? He's giving away all of his secrets. He is. He is going to upload his designs for his equipment Mm -hmm. for anyone to build. Mm -hmm. And that's announced here as a worldwide first on Spooky Sundays. Mm -hmm. What, What an awesome man. Yeah. And not only that... Yeah, all these people that have bagged him out and said it's just a random word generator for the ovulus and all those sorts of things. Well, we're going to find out exactly what it was, aren't we? Yep, we certainly are. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. Hi, Anne and Renata. It's Pete from Happy Ghost Hunts and Tours. I just wanted to give everyone a big Halloween shout out. Don't forget, eat all the chocolate before the kids come and just give them the yucky lollies. Bye. <laughs> Oh, Pete, you crack me up. Everyone, that was Peter from Appy Ghost Tours. And let me tell you, those guys run a schmick tour over there. We've been on many of them and we love them. I think my favourite, oh, I've got two favourites. It's oh. Parramatta Jail and uh, Berrimah. Berrimah Courthouse. Mm, yes, I've been to both. I wouldn't mind going to Berrimah again. I like the witchery too. <clears throat> but that was the, where we had oh, to stay no, was I hilarious. Have, <laughs> I have memories of almost freezing to death at that place. We were in stables. Quite sure. Stables with um, bits of tin and wood nailed up at the open ends of it. But, I mean, that's not Pete's fault. No, no, <laughs> no. It was an experience, yeah. Um, just to fill a few minutes, um, do you know, Anne, that in, over in England they have something called the Paranormal Database Records, and what they have there is a record of hauntings that occur every year on the same day. 
Oh, that's a, that's something I've sort of not thought of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had a look whether there were any hauntings on October the 31st. Well, you know, yeah, I found some, of course. Of course you so did. So I was just going to tell you a couple of these. You must be special. Yes. And so um, in Abbots Langley in Hertfordshire, uh, the churchyard and the vicarage are haunted. And a young girl who died suddenly rises from the grave once a year and returns to the vicarage. Opinions differ on whether she is a former vicar's daughter or a maid mistreated by a vicar's wife. Now, in Hindlip in Hereford and in Worcester, <laughs> I don't know how to say these words. Worcestershire? Worcester. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's uh, getting late. We've been on for three hours. The shade of a lady together with a phantom white calf. Yep, calf. Is C-A-L-F, calf. Is that you, like above no, your ankle? No, no. no? A, a, a baby mine's, cow. Mine's uh, white. Would be seen moving around the house, revealing all the secret priest holes once a year. During life, she performed the same task. Oh, feeding those who hid within. The grounds are now said to be haunted by a young girl wearing a tartan dress, quietly crying and looking for her Aww, mother. Oh, darling. Um, in Burnley, Lancashire, Lord William Townley and his dog appear once a year, giving chase to a nimble doe. Another variant of the tale names the hunter as Gabriel Ratchets, while yet another story states that a man and his wife manifest on the same date. He killed and buried her on the spot. Boy. Oh, good Halloween stories. Yes, and now we have... you got from, one more. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Amble, Northumberland. A ghostly woman leaps from these cliffs, fading away before she hits the sea below. Is her name Lily? No. She could be Leaping Lily. Oh, Lord. I'm getting digging the bottom uh, of the barrel now. Uh, and look, I want to say uh, uh, in there's a church in Shropshire, and those who walk 12 times around the church at midnight on this date shall hear the names of the villagers due to die within the following 12 months. Oh, that's oh. a weird one. I wonder if anyone actually does it. Mm. Are we going to announce Christy's uh, Oh, winner? yes. Who was yes. the winner? So Christy's winner is Seth. Seth is the winner. Seth, you are the winner. Send us your uh, address, please, Seth. Uh, it some... was a magpie that visited Christy at the cemetery. You get some psychic tea and some feck-off spray. There were very many people <laughs> who actually answered that. Thank you so much for um, being a part of that giveaway. So All awesome. Right. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle. Live radio. We are up to the last hour, so we're going up to midnight. And you know what happens at midnight? You go home. All, <laughs> all hell breaks loose. It's my, the my witching special, hour. My special voiceover comes. Apparently, at midnight, the desk switches over to the new day. So they've got a, 24 hours of programming. And at zero 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 zero, it switches to the new day. And if we don't time it out properly, we can break the whole station. Oh, dear. I'm terrified. All Nobody right. has been here at this time to see actually what happens. Mm. So we're, we're winging it. Okay. All right. <laughs> but we have a special guest coming up right now, all the way from jolly old England, the mother country. Are you going to say hello to her? Beth, are you there? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, we're hearing <laughs> your voice. Oh, my God. You worked. Oh, oh, ladies. We miss you so oh. much. Oh, I miss you too. Everyone needs a dose of Anna Renata, really. Oh. <laughs> How are you, gorgeous? 
I am very well. Life is amazing on the other side of the planet. And um, as we know, with Halloween, it's our, it's our time. It's our time to be spooky and normally spooky. Like, you know, you can wear what you want. You can decorate your house and nobody thinks you're strange. But my place, as you know, in most places of us that love this time of year, it actually looks like this all the time. Yeah. Like it looks like Halloween 24-7. <laughs> oh, dear. It's like they were saying, you're going to get dressed up to do the live sales tonight. I'm like, I'm dressed up every day of the year. <laughs> Yeah, we're always in black T-shirts. Always got things on, so yes. I've got my red lipstick. What more do we want? Mm. Now, Beth, we were going to talk to you about what's it like to have Halloween in England? What's what's it, what's it like? Because you've been living in Australia for the umpteen years and now you've been over there for a couple of years. So what's the difference? Uh, to me, because um, obviously the delightful COVID made things slightly interesting last yeah, year. Yeah, so fake off COVID. As, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> go away, go away. <laughs> But yeah, so the first the first year I was here, there was a couple of things on. Obviously, being London based, there's a lot more parties and and um, you know it's a, uh, warehouse parties. And but they've also got like uh, beer festivals that are Halloween themed as well here. But one thing I found the biggest difference with being here around Halloween is the traditions are a lot more stronger. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And there's different types of traditions. So it depends on what part of the UK that you go to. They have a slight version of of one particular tradition. And then you know, if you go into Wales, they have something slightly different again and it's just that's why I found this is there that's, that's a lot more celebrated here and there's so much of it and it's as we know it's, it's hundreds of years of written history here so you've got all these fabulous um, uh, things to attend and the, again if you know obviously being London based at the moment I've, I've only been able to sort of read and hear a bit about it but sometimes occasionally London will host something that is similar to um, something say for instance in Wales like I mentioned you know there's uh, there's one called uh, Lewis, uh, Mary Lewis which is the tradition of the winter mare and you know that comes that's usually around november so it's a little bit past halloween but they the welsh community here do have that tradition here in london so it is very much more of um the old ways and slight variations of the old way like um apple bobbing my mom when i was growing up because um, that's the reason why i can live here is because my mom was born here and i was taught with apple bobbing and you know i remember saying that to people at school and they just kind of looked at me like as if i had you know four heads and one arm and, and all sorts of stuff like i was a very very strange child more than usual um, but you know it, to me that was normal but to, to anyone else in Australia at the time Halloween hadn't really taken off and it looks quite strange but yeah it's definitely that that's the biggest difference I've found so far is that the Celtic and pagan traditions here are a lot stronger and a lot more accessible as well mm. oh, I remember I just want to go, um, just go. <laughs> a few years ago um, my other travel buddy which I won't mention but I will you always Gail. bring her up <laughs> And me uh, were in Edinburgh for Halloween and they had the big pagan um, uh, tradition there where they do the whole walk through the the Royal Mile uh, and set up this stage in the middle of um, the town and they do this whole pagan ritual thing and it's just mind-blowing. It really just sends you to the stratosphere it's amazing. Um, yes. And it's like it's the old way of where it all originated from. Like, don't get me wrong, Halloween celebrations anywhere is great. Yes. You know, often when I've been in America, it's been September, so you know it's coming towards October, and everyone's already in the mood. Um, but again, it's a very different feel to what it is here. Um, but like, uh, you guys must have also heard of the Museum of Witchcraft and Magic in Boscastle. Yes, yes and, I've been. Oh, <laughs> I'm so jealous. I want to go, but I want to. They've obviously got, got their. Um, I think it's All Hallows Eve Dark Gathering. 
gathering. They do. I, they do. I and then they close that. after that. They close for yeah. the winter season. I know. That's, and they, yeah, they're shocked because it's too cold. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Living in this country, I understand. But it's, uh, that's one thing I would love to do. And of course, oh. last year, obviously, they didn't run it. This year, they weren't able to run it. So I'm thinking, next year, I'm doing it. I don't care. I mean, as you know, it's in the middle of anywhere, like sort of like you know, fields or that sort of stuff. But that would just be incredible to, yeah. to go. I mean, as you know, they do like walks and plays and conferences there anyway and all that sort of thing. But that's, yeah, again, it's so nice to have like a particular location, like a museum that's dedicated to that, you know, and oh, it just looks so exciting. And tell me, you've you've been on some ghost hunts while you've been in London. Oh, and, yes. Um, not as many as you want because of rotten COVID, but mm-hmm. have you had any really spooky experiences? Um, the most, for me, I've seen other people speak about their experiences uh, more often, which can happen. Yep. But the, I guess the one that stands out for me the most was a particular, I have to say undisclosed location. I know it's really like a party pooper type <laughs> thing. Is it? But, uh, you know, it's a dead old pub, which is you know, built in the 1600s. So that's all I can say. Right. And it's outside of London. So, ooh. <laughs> that, oh, Jesus. Hundreds of them. <laughs> it's a pub called the Red Lion. Like, it's literally everything's called the Red Lion. <laughs> Uh, and I was down in the basement part, and I actually, I, you know, I was testing out my mel meter, and I sort of had it there just because being in an actual um, uh, like basement area. Oh, so there's someone yelling outside. Oh, I love London! It doesn't stop here. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, anybody, if you're hearing this, non EVP. So <laughs> it was, it was, I know one thing. One thing you ask, but yeah, this. So I went into the basement. I was with there with one other person who is actually quite a skeptical guy. He is. He's just like, yep, yeah, no worries. I'm just going to sit here in the dark. I'm kind of comfortable. Blah blah blah. So in doing so. <laughs> When I'm out, oh, oh, I was standing there, and of course, you know, when I'm around something skeptical, you kind of feel a bit more comfortable anyway. So I'm holding my millimeter, and as I'm holding it, I'm like, is anybody here? And he started to kind of shift a bit, and he felt a bit uncomfortable. And I noticed his body language slightly as much as you can in the dark. And I said, what's wrong? Because I just feel a bit uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, but this is good. <laughs> and we're standing there. And then suddenly, I said, can you let your, who is ever here, can you let us know you're here? My, uh, someone had pushed my millimeter down in my hand oh what? I'd not had that before and it, and it, it shocked me and of course you know the first time you, you kind of get a mini freak out and then the curiosity kicks in and then the investigator mind kicks in where was I standing is anyone knows me was I feel this was he there and obviously I put my torch on straight away hmm. flashlight for those in America and I uh, and he was literally about two meters away and we were in the middle of the room so there's no way but it literally it was a force pushed down in my hand I'm like okay we're good we're good this is cool and obviously unfortunately nothing else happened but I that was something that was quite I know people think oh I want something really spooky but that to me is uh, a spooky thing to happen because yeah, it's never happened before exactly we say that to people too the little things that are so extraordinary have to be just as wonderful for you as the big full-bodied apparition that you see sort of crawling down the corridor because they are so rare and few and far between and yet something that you speak about that you've never happened to you before is still extraordinary Absolutely, absolutely. And the things that other people experience here as well, it's, you know, sometimes people think, you know, being in the UK, you can have more activity. Well, 
it's the same everywhere. You know, you, know, you and I have uh, investigated in Australia, the UK, um, and other parts of Europe and the US, and it's not more or less activity. It's just different types. Yeah. It's just really, you know, it's not like it, just because it's got more uh, written history here doesn't mean it's going to be super, super off its chops kind of stuff. It's actually, you know, you do have places like you can go into a location and it will be quiet for most of the night, or then you can go into another place and it's actually going to be more active. But it's, again, it's literally the same all around. So a lot of people think, oh, well, it must be rattling off the windows and, you know, things are shaking. <laughs> so actually, I wish, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a question, <coughs> sorry, for you. Uh, we had Cade on earlier who had was interviewing Attila Kaldi about a certain place that we went to. Uh, remember when Attila broke his hand? Yes, you I were with us exactly that night. You, yes, yeah. Yes. Do you? I I was talking to Kate about it. I was trying to work out: Did Attila do that to break the connection with whatever had hold of him, or was it what had hold of him that made him do it? It's option B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was what he literally just lost it and and smashed his hand on that floor, and it was it was concrete. Yeah. But it had um liner linen, I think it is on on the on the on the top. It was a checkered one from memory, and he just went smack, and it literally, as you, as we know, he broke his hand. Yeah. It was he was that overcome, but it was that's when I spoke to him afterwards because it was the absolute and utter rage, just smashed his hand w- with regards to what was going to happen afterwards. That wow. was insane. That location, mm. it really was, and it's so sad. Yeah. It's on to such ruin now. Now, gorgeous one, we have to leave. No, oh, just it was too to short, but we're going to come to England in April. Yeah. So, okay. yes, we, we were going to do it much later in the year, but we've decided we're going to come to the UK first and we'll do USA later in the year when it's a bit safer. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, here it's, it's interesting. We're having about thirty to 40,000 new cases a day, but no, that's pretty standard. <laughs> yeah, but at least you guys have got Medicare there so that we can get looked after if something happens to us. In America, we could be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was Beth from Access Paranormal, and we will catch up with you soon, Beth, off air on another day. Love you. Bye. 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 Thank you, ladies. Thank you. We're having a few issues trying to dial internationally. I don't know why we can't dial out. Luckily, Beth could call us. But with our USA um, friends that are coming up in the next half hour, we're going to have to try a different way. um, And we hope that it works. And bear with us when we get there. But in the meantime, we're now going to have a chat to who is now our best friend. And I have to say, I fangirled over this one, Renata. Mm. I had a moment. Yes. Oh, I know why. Yeah. Everyone, welcome to Lloyd Auerbach. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Hello, Anna Renata. It's Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist from the San Francisco Bay Area, just giving a shout out for Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. My favorite holiday. So I've been asked to tell a ghost story, and I thought, what what a better ghost story than one that has personal connections for me. Um, Over the years, I've done a lot of investigations for other people's experiences and had witnessed a number of things, but sometimes these things get very personal. And I I think it's important to share that. So 
there was a gentleman by the name of Martin Caden who became a mentor of mine. Uh, he was a science and science fiction writer. He actually wrote a book called Cyborg, which became the TV show, The Six Million Dollar Man, uh, was an aviation expert, actually a consultant to NASA, been around the space program for since its very beginnings, in fact. And he was a larger than life character. He's an aviator himself, a pilot himself. Uh, I got to know him at a conference in the mid 90s. Uh, and work with him in the, in the mid 90s because he could also do psychokinesis, mind over matter stuff. And he had done a number of ghost investigations himself. So Marty, I knew from 92 to 97. And uh, after a couple of years before he died, he ended up with a really aggressive cancer. He lasted over a year and a half longer than the Mayo Clinic actually told him he would. Uh, he was very mad at them for telling him he had an end date. And he always said to me, he was gonna haunt me after death. So I get the call in March of 1997 from his wife, Didi, that he had just passed away in hospice. I knew he was not long for the world at that time. I expected him to show up because he said he was going to haunt me and I knew him. And a week and a half goes by and there's no Martin Caden, no Marty. So I kind of gave up on his appearance to me. And in our field, we know from the 100 plus years, 140 plus years of people's experiences, it's rare for someone to not show up. Uh, for quite some time. Usually they show up in a very short amount of time after someone's death. Someone you knew will show up as a as an apparition, as a ghost. So one day, a week and a half after I've uh, I'd kind of given up on uh, uh, Mar seeing Marty, I am driving my fairly new car, which was only two months old, still smelled new, in fact, to the Oakland airport here in the Bay Area, driving down a highway called uh, 880 through Oakland. It was a light tra traffic day. I was going to take a flight up to Portland, Oregon, and I suddenly smelled this really stinky cigar smoke, and it filled up, not visually, but just smell-wise, filled up my car, and it was absolutely the same kind of cigar that Martin Caden smoked. I also felt somebody sitting next to me, even though I couldn't see anybody. Well, I assumed it was him. I said my goodbyes to him, and then it went away, and this was between 7 and 7.05 a.m. Pacific time. I flew up to Portland, Oregon, immediately got on the phone at the airport and called a pilot friend of Marty's who I'd gotten to know when I was visiting Marty in Florida at his own home. And I said, Bob, it's Lloyd Auerbach. And Bob says, Lloyd, you must be psychic. And of course, I said, I am. Just kiddingly. And he, I said, why, Bob? He said, well, you're not going to believe this, or maybe you will. But I was up flying my Cessna by myself, his aircraft, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, and at around 10.10 in the morning, this morning, my cockpit filled up with this stinky cigar smoke smell, and I swear I could feel Caden with me. And that lasted for about five minutes. I said, uh-huh. And then he said, that's not the best part. You know, John, and he mentioned the test pilot who Marty had introduced me to once, who was a good friend of Marty's. I just talked to him, said Bob. And at 10.20, he was flying his plane down in Florida and his cockpit filled up with stinky cigar smoke, and it felt like Caden was there. And we all said our goodbyes, and that was gone. Well, I then told Bubba about my experience, which happened at 7 a.m. Pacific time, which is 10 a.m. Eastern time. So my experience happened right before Bob's. Well, in the two weeks after that, Bob and John actually talked to a bunch of Marty's friends, his colleagues, his aviation friends, and people in their cars alone or in their planes alone, pilots and other people, had the same experience. There were 25 of us all, all together that they were able to track down. There may have been more, both before and a couple of us afterwards. 
you know, I was sorry it took a week and a half to get to me. I actually said to Bob, Bob, why do you think it took a week and a half for Caden to get to us? And he said, you know, Caden, he had lots of friends all over the world. And either we were low down on the list or he was saving the best for last. So that's my story of the $6 million ghost, Martin Caden. Happy Halloween, everybody. And that caught me by surprise. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I thought there was a sweeper after that. We're back, Renata. <laughs> That's okay. That was the fabulous Lloyd Auerbach who does uh, all of the training at the Rhine Institute. Um, I've been doing a couple of his... Um, well, not all of it. He does quite oh, yeah. a chunk of it. He's one of the, yeah. the professors yeah. there. And he does have a TV, uh, a um, Facebook page um, and he calls himself Professor Paranormal. And he actually gets on and answers questions from people who um, message him on his Facebook page. And if you listen to him long enough, he is so patient because... Because he answers the same questions yeah. over and over and over Although again. Although he does get fired up when he gets asked about the Warrens. He does. He does. <laughs> now, we've got one last competition for the night, if I remember correctly. Yes. And it's a nice, easy one. Just text in any of the locations that we have covered on the True Hauntings podcast. And you, there's one more candle left. No, Erin, it's not your candle. It's okay. There is one more candle left up for grabs. The number is 0490 And after this song, we're going to get Joey and Tonya Medea on to talk to us. And we're almost there. Uh, yes, and thank you for those people who are sending through messages on how to dial through to the States. It just, it's not working. We don't know why. We're doing everything that we're meant to do. And it, so it's a very old phone they have here. <laughs> from the dark ages. I, I actually think it's very old people it's, trying to operate it. Shut up. It's one of those ones that you have to kind of, you know... Um, uh, it's an office phone where you've got... Power it up. You know, we've got to... Turn, it. turn the dial. We've got to pedal the pedals to make it go. Good God. All right. We, we, we've got, we've solved the problem. So what we've done is we've called them on Messenger and we are going to hold them up to the microphone so that they can talk to us. So, uh, Tonya and Joey Medea, how are you? We, we're having fun so far this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you, yeah, thank God you had your clothes on. That's all I <laughs> Yes, we actually, oh, both yes, of us accidentally uh, yeah. put um, we're, we're intimate friends. We've got next level. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, have <laughs> I'm just glad the camera. It's only 8.30 in the morning here, and I guess your old phone in some antique store here. In America, there's a phone that keeps ringing, I'm guessing. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, never mind. Never mind. Um, look, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, you guys were out investigating last oh, night. We're, we're thrilled. Having us. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to hear me yeah. well. So, um, You were out investigating last night, is that correct? No, we, we had an opportunity last night to do a War of the Worlds uh, kind of show where it went on for an hour and a half before we revealed it was a put on. So we had 14 contributors make videos and do audio, and uh, so we were we were live on YouTube last night. Oh, that's what we were doing. Yeah, but our house is. Our house has been so active for five weeks, we don't have to go uh, investigate. <laughs> do, you, do you find that that happens every year? Well, the closer you get to Halloween, the more your house actually becomes very, very active, as if they're, they're kind of waiting for the evening to occur? 
Absolutely. It, it comes in cycles, but definitely around Halloween is one of those cycles where it's just, it's like crazy, crazy active. We were on the radio, or not the radio, on YouTube actually doing the show, and we were hearing uh, just someone standing outside the the room in the hallway and, the, and just kind of shifting their weight back and forth. It was it's a little bit unsettling. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gee, don't you wish you could just ask them to come in and join in the conversation? Wouldn't that be just awesome? You know, it, in, in our studio, uh, there's a closet and there's there's an old man who lives in there and he likes to smoke. So, you know, when he's around. But a couple times in the past five weeks, he's I've been working at my desk and my chair shook as if it was an earthquake. And I got really, really nauseous. So um, he makes his presence known when he wants to. Wow. And, and the impression that we get is there was him and the guy who used to own the house who's since moved on, but they don't like all the modern technology. It probably, you know, messes with their vibe. Right. Um, you know, because we have the microphone and the interfaces and internet boosters. I mean, that room is just a, an electromagnetic flurry, and I don't think that they like it at all. Wow. Now, guys, do you have an awesome ghost story experience for us to tell us? Um, well, I think last night was uh, one of the one of the most intense. I didn't sleep really much at all because every time I would start to doze off, I was hearing something. Um, around two thirty in the morning, there was. Then this happens pretty pretty regularly when the activity amps up but it sounds like someone in heavy boots stomping around on the front porch but i think we can do a little better than that about five weeks ago we had a friend on and you both know being sensitive between being psychics um when you have other psychics around it really boosts the battery yeah. So we're sitting in our living room, and at the foot of at the foot of the stairs from the second floor, it's in close proximity to a portal uh, that was opened by fairies. We have a giant hawthorn tree on our property, oh, and wow. it's like Grand Central Station for ghosts. So uh, during uh, the COVID lockdown and all, uh, Tanya would be seeing. Um, clients online or we would be doing our show every week who said oh there's a woman with her face burned off and oh there's a gentleman who looks like he's in a quaker hat and it was just crazy but we were sitting there with our good friend michael and i said guys i said i see the ghost of a little boy at the foot of the stairs now that's very rare for me Mm -hmm. and i don't see them in my mind's eye i see them out there but it's very rare, like all the atmosphere has to be. And he looks over and he says, sailor suit. Uh, I said, yeah, he's a little towhead, which I never use that expression. We have a son who's a blonde haired uh, boy and I don't use the term toe haired, but um, who drew? Oh, Brian. Yeah. So the next week we have a guest on our show, another medium. And we're talking about this stuff, and he holds up this picture, and he says, I'm seeing this little boy, blonde-haired, in a sailor suit. Oh, wow. That's wow. crazy. So, yeah, so that's a part. You, you two know, we try to keep it positive. There's so much talk about hell and portals to hell and demons, and I, we just... 
We just think that it's lovely. That's why we wrote a book about how to live with the ghosts in your home and enjoy it. Yeah, yes. now, please, you've written a couple of books, so please let's tell our listeners what you've um, written. Um, so our first book is called uh, Watch Out for the Hallway, uh, our two-year investigation of the most haunted library in North Carolina. And our most recent book is called Roommates from Beyond, How to Live in a Haunted Home. And we talk about the many haunted homes that we have lived in and uh, several that we've investigated. But it's really a handbook for, um, you know, like Tanya says, every place is haunted and there's just varying levels of sensitivity to it. And then, of course, the time of year, the veil is so thin right now. Uh, we have a house full of guests and we just love it. So we think other people may love it, too. So, um, and, and, uh, and so the response has been terrific because not everybody wants to get rid of the ghosts in their home because they may be tied to the land or a piece of furniture or they may have lived in the house before. Like we said, the guy who built this house was here for a long time and he didn't he didn't love us. <laughs> but we um, but we negotiated and we got on quite nicely and Tanya would set out coffee and a and a biscuit for him in the morning and he loved that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that like that's that's true. Not not everyone wants to actually get rid of um, the spirits that are in the house. They're quite happy to keep on living with them, um, as long as uh, I guess there are rules and boundaries, um, and that's that's exactly. all that's that's all that's needed. Exactly. Right, and that's exactly what we say in the book. And um, our daughter Jolie, who's twenty-two, she's a very gifted psychic medium, and was talking about seeing ghosts from the time she was four. She was wonderful, wonderful. She is wonderful. She doesn't live with us anymore. That's why I'm talking in the past tense. But, um, you know, you would hear her go, look, I'm in the shower, William. You know, like you can't be in here, which was very odd as the father of a teenage girl. Yeah. But, yeah, boundaries, absolutely. And yeah. what is the name of your podcast and your show so that our listeners can uh, check that out? Sure. Our show is called Into the Outer Realms, and we live stream on Thursday nights, Eastern Standard Time, U.S., 7 p.m. Awesome. EDT, I guess everybody says now. Yeah, awesome. Um, one of the most frustrating things is actually getting the timings right um, for these shows and, and everything because um, yeah, it's it's a challenge, um, especially when we're trying to get special guests on and um, trying to work out whether everyone is in the same place when it comes to the time. <laughs> I know. I think we're. Then, I think we're fifteen hours apart. And then daylight savings kicks in. Oh or yes. Daylight savings finishes and ruins everything. That's that's true. Yeah. That's, that's next. I believe that's a week from today. It is. It's a week from today. Oh, well, I'm so glad you told me because I thought it was actually finishing up tomorrow, and I was getting ready to change all the times <laughs> this week. <laughs> Oh no, um, no! One more week, one more week. It's next. It's next Sunday. Oh. Um, it's always the Sunday after my birthday. My birthday's this Thursday. Oh, oh! Happy birthday! Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Anything? Thank you, thank you. Anything special that is coming up for you between now and the end of the year? Yeah, except for your birthday. Oh wow! So if everybody could keep very good thought for us, tomorrow may be absolutely life changing. <gasps> we are in the running. We're in the running for a grant that could be worth from 50000 to a half a million. What? Wow. To carry on our work. So we'll see. There's, there's, um, 
the competition, the original entry pool was 3,000, and then they got it down to 200, but there's 15 spots. So so we'll see, but it's for proof of life after death. So. Oh, my goodness. Also, um, oh, there's actually yeah. people putting money still into that sort of project. Yes, well, some 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 very wealthy people here in the states um, have suffered some losses, and they have the resources to say we want to we want to try to prove this, and we want to support research. So oh, that's um, just so amazing. That maybe coming up, and then next week, um, I, I don't know if people in Australia know about the Mothman. Oh, yes, oh, yes we do. <laughs> yeah. So I've designed an escape room for the Mothman Museum, and now I'm writing – I just got hired to write a new play for the Mothman. So we are going to uh, go for four or five days down to where he was seen oh, 50 years ago. Awesome. Look, um, Tonya and – Joey. Joey, look, thank you so much for being a part of our very first Halloween special. And getting up so early, considering that you had such a big night yeah. last night. We thank you so much oh, from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> and um, we wish you a happy Halloween. Now, we will be able to over to see you next happy year. Um, we, we decided we're going to push it back to September next year, just until COVID settles down a bit, because if, we're going to go to England in April, um, but then we will be over to visit you guys later in the year, closer towards Halloween. Although we can't stay there for Halloween because we've got to come back and work, but uh, we will right. be back. Yep. So we thank That's you very great. much. Uh, we will now we'll have to say goodbye to you guys and um, yeah, right. and enjoy your day. And thank you so much again. And for right, our we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. We've made it. We made it. We made it. Oh, we got through all the guests. We got every single one of them on. Even with trauma, we got them on. Yes, we <laughs> did. Uh, now, just before um, we close off, we've still got a little while to go. Um, the announcement of the last winner, um, and it is Catherine. I don't have your last name, gorgeous. So I hope you're still up. What's and the about. last three digits of her uh, phone number? The last three digits of your mobile are one six four so if you can send us your address please we have a fantastic candle from hallows Wayne coming out to you and this one smells absolutely divine and we thank hallows Wayne for their um, beautiful donations and gifts of these candles that we could hand out tonight yeah, that, that's been really delightful that we've had those prizes. And also thank you to uh, Christy Absolutely, for your um, yep. your generous gift as well. Uh, Renata, thank you for getting the sustenance to get through the night. Oh. And the jokes, oh my God, weren't they great? The jokes were fantastic. Now, what have we got coming up this weekend? Um, we're taking tomorrow off. And yeah, we're taking tomorrow exhausted. off. We've got a big um, meeting with Maitland Jail coming up where they're going to discuss our future um, to see what... Um, oh, I know what's coming up this what weekend. What is happening. I know what's coming up. You're going away. I'm going away for a dirty weekend. Oh, God. It's out in the bush where it's all dirty. <laughs> 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 Taking the dogs, <laughs> uh, um, but we do have two um, 
tours coming up uh, in November, and one of them is at Gloucester, um, and it is the uh, Mountain Made Mine Gold Mine Ghost Tour out at Gloucester on the 20th. And we also have a Wallumbai Ghost Tour, I think that's on the 13th. Uh, those The tickets for those are still available. We are completely sold out for Maitland Jail until the end of this year. Well, until next except, year. Except, oh, no. except no. December the 4th is coming online and you will be able to buy tickets for that tour only. For right. the to, and all until the end of the year. Come January, more tickets coming mm-hmm. up, but mm-hmm. we're virtually sold out until the end of December. That's incredible. Everyone's so keen to get a lockdown and go do something. Mm. And uh, if I'm correct, Sydney is allowed to yes. leave tomorrow. Yes. And we'll get to see our gorgeous Michelle Ravlich. Yes. Finally. Finally. Oh, the poor darling. Um, look, let us know if you've enjoyed the show, if, if um, it has filled your Halloween evening and tickled your fancy. Um, we can only give our huge thanks to everyone who has taken part and who has listened and who has um, uh, messaged in. Um, we will continue to do um, Spooky Sundays, of course, but only two hours and until next year. And um, we are going to yeah, be looking at um, bringing you even more awesome things as uh, we all get out of lockdown and have a better time in the new year. And we are planning a trip to Norfolk Island. Yes, we are. That is going to be incredible. I love going there. And Liz and Yvette, we can't wait to come and visit you again. That's going to be in March. Poor Liz, she's put all the prices together for us and we haven't had a spare moment to sit down and work through them. So we'll probably announce that at the end of this week, I think. Yeah, and look, it is worthwhile. It is very worthwhile. If you're a ghost hunter and you want to experience something very, very different, um, tag along to Norfolk Island with us because it is truly amazing. Well, Renata... This is the terrifying moment where we've got to try and find the exact moment that we finish so that we time out. There is one more song that must be played on Halloween. Must be. Absolutely. Must be played. Absolutely. Even though there is doubts over the man himself. I'm going to hold hold on to the hope that he's a good, decent human being. Mm -hmm. We are going to finish our show today with Michael Jackson's thriller, Thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you, everyone. All the thank people. you, Newcastle Live Radio. Yeah, and all those people who stuck with us to the bitter end. We thank you from the bottom of our black little hearts. <laughs> and, guys, we will be back next week. I will be back from my dirty weekend just for you guys. Oh. In the meantime, we'll see you on, on the, the dark, dark side. side. Bye. It's midnight and the ghosts are approaching the veil. It is time for them to come and visit us in our dreams. Good night, my friends, and thank you for joining us. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm on 
Newcastle Live.